What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to my social life. This is the podcast where we teach you how to grow on social media by talking to the people that have actually done it. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. As always, today's podcast is powered by Surf. And today is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today, we're discussing my conversation with Tanner Weidman, who's also known as Barbarian Body on YouTube. And Tanner's YouTube has over 920,000 subscribers, and he's also now focused on a new business called HyperGrow, which is helping people to grow their social media and grow their businesses. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to my full conversation with Tanner yet, I highly recommend you pause this podcast right here, right now, and go listen to my interview with him first before listening to some of these takeaways. But if you don't have the time or you've already listened, we're going to dive into some of these takeaways right here, right now. And now if you're new here, what these, how these takeaways usually work, I'm going to rattle off a few of my takeaways. I have a number of them for my conversation with Tanner. I have about 11 here. I'm going to try and rattle these off a bullet point form, try and get a set of here in 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and then I'm going to pick one at the end and I'm going to kind of freestyle and pontificate on why that should be the number one implementation thing for us to do this week for our social media strategies. All right. So the first takeaway that I have here this is more of a mindset thing than a tactical social thing, but this is a quote from Tanner. It says, imagine how good a story this is going to be when you make it through. And that's something like I've often told myself, like imagine how good the story is going to be. Like if, if, when you're in a tough situation, writing this, this story, writing the actual physical book of your life and this current chapter, how will this chapter end? Will it end with you overcoming these obstacles and getting it done? Will it make a good story like Tanner says, or will the chapter just finish with, and then I gave up? And then you move on to the next chapter. Like that's just un- like I just saying those words right now is unsatisfying to me. So I like to picture like I'm writing the book of my life. And it's similar to what Tanner's saying here is imagine how good a story this is going to be when you make it through. So when you're down, that's something you can remind yourself of is just how good a story it's going to be on the other side. Now, the second takeaway here is to have a strategy. Right, and that seems you might be like, "What are you talking about?" But so many people just are posting on social media; they're like an actual strategy. But the thing is, you have a strategy even if it's the wrong one, because you can, if you have the wrong strategy, that's going to tell you that it's wrong. The results are going to show you that your strategy is wrong, and therefore there are things you can fix. So you're going to be able to identify what isn't working quicker, and you're going to be able to pivot and adjust your strategy. But not having a strategy has you nowhere to learn, nowhere to look, because you don't know why you're doing what you're doing. So if you have a strategy, you know why you're doing what you're doing, and what you're doing isn't working, it's going to help you figure out what is going to work quicker. So if you don't have a strategy yet, get a strategy. Third takeaway, you can't just put out content that you want. I know for a lot of us, we like to think that we're super interesting people, and maybe you are, and I'd like to think I am, but if you have the audacity of wanting to grow an audience, have strangers from around the world watch you when you put something out there, listen to you when you have something to say, you can't just make it about yourself. You've got to make content with your audience in mind. And I don't get that twisted with you need to make content to get views. You do have to do that to an extent, but don't just do it for the views. Pick a niche, pick something you're, that's kind of brings into the, the next takeaway as well. Make sure that you pick a niche that you're interested in. So make sure something you enjoy talking about. I'm not telling you to not talk about what you don't enjoy, or I'm not telling you to talk about what you don't enjoy. So pick a niche that, and that's something you like talking about. And then what Tanner said was to go through to all the, the popular creators in your niche and filter their videos by most popular and see what's working for them and what has worked and what is working for them. And then you can recreate those videos in your own style. 
And you do next, you want to see what the audience is watching, what the people in this niche like to watch. And so it's not about copying them. It's about seeing what's worked and doing in your own style. So it's not just a straight up copying their video. And two, if you, like I said, if you have the audacity of wanting to be a full-time content creator, you have to create with your audience in mind. And your, if you want to see what your audience likes to watch, that's out there. That's available. The top videos of the top creators in your niche, you can go find those. It takes you 30 seconds to find every creator. That's 10 creators, five minutes. We'll say 10 minutes, one minute per creator right? It doesn't take, it's not a lot of work, but it's not something a lot of people do. So make sure you go and identify what those top videos in your niche are so that you can figure out what they're doing well and how you can apply that to your own videos. So you can also get the views, but you can't just make videos for yourself. You have to make videos for an audience comma. If you want to grow an audience, if you don't, if you're just creating for fun and you just want, you don't really care if anybody watches your videos, then do whatever you want to do. But if you're listening to this podcast, Odds are you want to grow an audience. So if that's the case, make sure you're creating with that audience in mind. And if you don't have an audience yet, create with your ideal audience in mind. And the next one here is you should grow an email list. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, we always, you always hear people talk about growing email lists, you need your own channels, but it's true. It's true. You need to grow an email list because Instagram could go away tomorrow. TikTok has a number of times almost gone away. YouTube could go away. Any of these platforms could and will probably go away at some point. And when they do, all of your followers on that platform go with it. You need to have something that you own. You will own an email list of emails. That is yours that you can take from one email platform to another. That is not beholden to any platform, right? So that's why you need an email list. Podcasting is kind of similar, but not really because I don't... Podcast, podcast, never mind. That, that was stupid. Podcasting is not the same. You need to create an email list, something that you own that you can that has access to direct access to your followers, no matter where they are, no matter what device they use, no matter what social media platforms they like. As long as they have an email, which everybody does, you'll be able to contact them. That will help you with selling. That will help you building relationships with your audience. You need to be growing an email list. And once you to grow your email list, what are you going to do? This is my next takeaway here. You need a good lead magnet for your email list. What is a lead magnet? A lead magnet is something that people will get for free in exchange for giving you their email. So for example, I'm working on one right now for the podcast that is a content ideation worksheet. So that helps you come up with content ideas. And I say content, yeah, I guess content ideation worksheet, how to come up with a week's worth of content in six hours. It's kind of the game plan for this freebie. I will make sure it's linked up in these takeaways when it's available. I hope I remember to do that, but hopefully it'll be up by the time this drops too, which would be huge. But that's a freebie I'm working on. How to come up with six week, how to how to create six weeks worth of content. Or oh my goodness, words. How to create one week's worth of content in six hours. That's what I'm hoping, hoping you'll be able to do with this freebie. So that's a pretty valuable thing. If you're an individual creator, come trying to do that is tough. And so that's what the freebie I'm working on. So it's going to be a framework that shows you how to do that, how to post on. That's not on one platform. That's multiple platforms. That's what this framework is going to hopefully teach you to do. It's going to be completely free in exchange for your email. And even if I don't have that out right now, what I'm working on for my email list is I'm going to start giving away my social media analytics every single month to my email subscribers. So if you want to see how many downloads this podcast gets, if you want to see how many people view my TikToks this month, go to jacobkelly.ca and drop in your email and, uh, and we'll make it happen. You'll get to see my email list. You'll get to know me. You'll get to see my social media analytics if you're a part of my email list. So that's just going to be my, my, uh, my social media, my, my email, my newsletter. So if you want that, highly recommend you go check it out. But you should definitely create your own email list and get a good lead magnet. 
Now, two more takeaways here. These two things kind of go together, you know, as with the freebie that I'm giving away for my email list with how to create weeks worth of content in six hours. That's because as an individual creator, it's tough. I know it's tough. I'm also an individual creator and to manage everything to do, to be responsible for every little element of what you do is a lot of work. And so how do you kind of get around that work? Cause the problem and I, this is something I've experienced for a very long time and something I'm working towards fixing is over the last three years, I worked in my podcast and not on my podcast. And what I mean by that is I was so busy in the day-to-day of editing, scheduling, booking guests, prepping for interviews, doing, doing everything that I wasn't being strategic with where I'm taking the podcast and how I'm doing things. And that's because I was so busy with everything else. And so you need to be able to work on your content, not just in it. And how you're going to do that is two ways. One, this is the free way, which is what I'm working on right now is systemizing your content. Right, so how can you create repeatable processes that you don't need to think when you make your content? I know for some of you, for YouTubers especially, that's really tough to do. That's tough to do. All your videos are a little bit different. But if you're able to find ways to systemize what you do, that's so repeatable. And what, what I mean by systemize is make a repeatable process, something that you can just do very easily. For example, I'll give you, so with my podcast, I've systemized my prep to an extent. I don't know if this is the right, but either way. So with my podcast, what I've done is I used to start from scratch every single time. Every single time I prepped for an interview, I would start from scratch. My inter- I always, I feel like every time someone asks me how long it take, I would throw different numbers, but on the low end, probably four hours and on the high end, like 10 hours a week per podcast, maybe two, two times a week if I had two podcasts, right? And so there was a lot of prep that went into my show. But what I've done now is I've written out all my questions. I wrote a hundred TikTok questions and I organized them, a hundred YouTube questions and I organized them. Uh, but questions about going full time, questions about email lists and email marketing. I've written all these questions out already for different platforms. And so now what I do when I have someone coming on the show, I look at all the questions that I have laid out and I say, okay, this person's on TikTok. So let me drop the TikTok questions here. They also have an email list. So let me drop the email list questions in here. So I can just p- plug and play with the questions. Then I'll do a little bit of prep, add some personalization to the interview. So there's still, it's not just the same questions every time. Like I know a little bit about my guests so I can contextualize the questions that I ask. And so now I can prep for an interview in like an hour and a half instead of four hours, maybe 10 hours. It's crazy. It's so fast. And so I've systemized that. So I've just cut so much time down, you know? So there's just find ways to systemize your content so you can claw some time back so you can work on your podcast or on your content and not in it. And the other way that we do that here, which is the next takeaway is outsourcing. And I know if you're, if you're a solo creator and you hear that, you probably just cringe. You reach for the pause button to stop, <laughs> stop listening to this podcast, but outsourcing is cheaper than you think. And I know it's tough. And I, and again, this is, uh, this is something I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you here. Cause I haven't outsourced yet. I'm working on a monetization strategy. So I have money coming in to outsource, but outsourcing is cheaper than you'd think it is. Like Tanner was saying, like he's hired people for a few bucks an hour to help him with editing and different things. Like Fiverr has been great with that for him. So if you're looking to get some time back, look to outsource it, you know, for the podcast, for me, the lowest hanging for the cheapest option is going to be hire a producer who can do my outreach and all my booking. So I don't have to do that. That's great. But then I could also look to getting get an editor, but it's very, it's very cost effective. You know, Tanner's like, I think said like four bucks a month or four bucks an hour. Sorry, but that's pretty cheap. You know, someone works four bucks an hour, 10 hours a week, four times, four weeks in a month. We'll just say easy. That's what? 40 bucks, $160. Like that's not crazy when you think about it. Like that's going out to dinner with your friends, like three times, you know? And so if that's your goal, if outsourcing takeaway here, outsourcing is cheaper than you think it is. Takeaway number 10, 
can you leverage your content and expertise into a subscription business? Cause that's what Tanner has done. And it was interesting because like, I never, cause you hear subscription business and one, it's great because it's recurring revenue, you know, every single month. So unless they unsubscribe, they're going to be paying you that money every single month. So you have guaranteed money coming in for the most part Two, And this is something I never thought about with a subscription business with, for Tanner, like now customer support is for one product and that's the subscription. Every other product Tanner has, has been rolled into the subscription. And so now Tanner doesn't have eight courses. He's doing tech support and customer support for, he's doing it for one product, his subscription. So the subscription, he said he's making more money off of, it's also saving him time and everything's just consolidated into one spot. And so subscription business is interesting, right? Because I think a lot of creators, we think of, of like subscribe to my Patreon, which is natural because that's kind of what a lot of creators do. So we tend to just see what other people are doing. We kind of gravitate towards that. But Patreon feels more like a donation and a subscription feels more like a business, right? Does that make sense? And I'm not trying to come for Patreon with this. And, I've, and I honestly hadn't thought about this until literally this moment. So this might come not come sound come across the way I hope it would, but with a subscription service, you're offering a service with a Patreon. Sometimes it just feels like it's, it's a donation. Does that make sense? Like support your favorite creators, like subscribe, I guess I subscribe to my Patreon, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a distinction here. Tanner's offering a service versus Patreon might be like some extra acts. So you do get something in return for Patreon. That's not, again, my, I may digress from this point here. Cause I don't know if I've thought about it enough, but what can you sell as a subscription to your customers, to your viewers that they would like. And I think here's the distinction I'm trying to make between Patreon. Patreon is just for, usually like for bonus content. A subscription service is like an actual form of value. So what can you, what could you sell to your audience as a subscription that's not just extra content? Think about that. Like what could that be, right? Like for me, I'm trying to think of what that could be. Maybe I could create a number of different like social media courses or something like that. I don't know. And then I sell that as a subscription service. But those are just some ideas, right? So figure out ways you could look at leveraging your content expertise into a subscription business because it can make your life a lot easier. It can make you a decent amount of recurring revenue. And the last takeaway here, takeaway 11, if you're not getting the results of what you're doing, sorry, if you're not getting the results and doing everything else right, look at the content. If you're tagging things right, if you have A plus thumbnails, if you have great titles, if everything's going, if you think you're doing everything perfect, look at the content because good content trumps all and bad content can also trump all. So if you have doing everything well, but your content, it's not going to perform well, right? But you could also do a bunch of things averagely, but if your content's really, really good, people will watch it. I've clicked on videos with terrible titles and terrible thumbnails because they got recommended to me on YouTube. And I saw there was a lot of views and that's a big social signal for me. And I would click on it, you know, not great title, not great thumbnail, but the content was funny or whatever. And so at the end of the day, if you're not getting the results you want, address the content. And a lot of you don't like to hear that, myself included, because I'm not getting the results on my YouTube right now. And it comes down, and it's not an easy thing to hear. You know, I don't want to be like, oh my, maybe my content kind of sucks on YouTube. Maybe I need to do all these things, but that's just the case sometimes. It's a reality. And so it's a gut check a little bit. Maybe not a gut check, but like address your content. Back to what we talked about in the beginning, you can't put out content for yourself. You have to put out content with your audience in mind. So if you're not getting the results, you might not be doing that as well as you think you are. So those are takeaways. It's a lot of takeaways. I know we just added 11 of them, um, but what we're going to say we do for our, our thing, our, our focus for the week, I want you to build an email list and this costs $0. So I'm kind of in the process of doing this. I've been, the, I'm in the process of doing a number of things right now. So I'm kind of trying to focus up and do one thing a week. Um, but you should grow an email list or at least start one. You don't have to grow it, but set up everything that's required for you to have an email list. So how are we going to do that? ConvertKit. ConvertKit's free up to a thousand email subscribers. So, you know, if you have over a thousand email subscribers, you should hopefully be making enough that you can start 
paying for the subscription of ConvertKit. But in the beginning, up to a thousand users, it's free. Free. So you don't have an excuse. And you can create landing pages with ConvertKit. And so you don't even need a website if you don't have a website, as far as I'm aware. So ConvertKit, go through the process. That is our tactic. We should grow an email list and we're going to start doing that this week. You're going to make sign up for ConvertKit. You could also look at MailChimp, Substacks, and other options. Those are three free options. I actually think MailChimp might even be free up to 2,000 subscribers. Substack is free forever. From my understanding, ConvertKit's just the best from like a a just system perspective. Like it's the best software to use. But if you're looking for free forever, Substack, Substack's great. You can also do subscriptions on Substack. So there's a lot of things you can do. Those are three, Substack, MailChimp, ConvertKit. If you want me to rank them, oh, I don't know, but I'd probably go one convert to Substack, three MailChimp, and that's really me not knowing anything about it. But, um, but those look at those three things; they're all free. So you should grow an email list, go through the process, set that up, get that in place. Uh, maybe invite a few friends, go through it, send your first email, put that in your link in bio, put it in your link tree, or your beacons or whatever you use. So you should grow an email list as your tactic for the week because you're going to own that. Like I talked about, you can take that anywhere and everywhere that you go. Instagram closes, you still have an email list. It's a spreadsheet. You know what I mean? So unless you don't back it up and all, or if all of your devices collapse and the cloud breaks, then you lose it. But unless those dramatic things happen, you will have your email list forever. So it's very important that you do that because Instagram goes away. So do all your followers. YouTube goes away. So do all your subscribers. And then they might find you on another platform. But what I'm saying is like, not everyone will. But if you have their emails, doesn't matter where they go you'll be able to find them unless they unsubscribe and leave them alone because it's illegal. But if as long as they don't unsubscribe, you can find them wherever. So make sure you're growing an email list. Do that this week. Sign up for ConvertKit, MailChimp, Substack, whatever. Add, try and get like 10, 15 friends in there and just send out your first email and then go from there. All right. That's, that's, that's this week's tactic, the tactic of the week. All right. But I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast, whether you listen the entire way through or you only listen to bits and pieces. I really appreciate you for taking the time to check this out. If you want to learn more about all this kind of stuff, if you enjoy the podcast and what I talk about here, you're probably going to like Tanner and what he's doing with Hypergrow. So again, he has barbarian body. That's his fitness stuff. But now he started Hypergrow, which is about helping people grow on social media and their business. And so I would check out Tanner and check out Hypergrow. It'll all be linked in the show notes down below so you can find it. If you'd like to follow me, you can find me everywhere on social media at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you leave us a positive rating and review. Share this episode with a friend. Subscribe to the show. Put a brand new interviews every single Tuesday morning and a brand new takeaways episode like this. It's an audio exclusive every single Thursday morning. As always, today's podcast is powered by Surf. Thank you once again for listening. We'll talk soon.